Was he called Icefire before he, like, buried himself in a glacier? Or was that, like, a nickname that he got after? It has to be the name of a restaurant. Yeah. Owned by Guy Fieri. Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 78, The Rain Wilds Chronicles, book four, Blood of Dragons, chapters 10 through 14, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader, but I finished the book, and now I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> Welcome to I the am... club. <laughs> I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader, but I did read a little bit ahead, too, so I'm basically almost caught up. Uh, I'm Ashley. I'm just a new reader, not ahead. I'm just playing the game Good the way for it's you. supposed to be played this time, because last time I was very, very, very ahead. <laughs> I'm Elena, also a new re a new rereader. <laughs> also a new reader <laughs> who finished at early. <laughs> I think that's great. That's it. So I'm the only one who hasn't finished it. All right. <laughs> All I'm saying is it does not seem like by page count that we have enough pages to come to a closure that I'm going to be okay with. So just going to say that now. Unless I'm almost it's like done. A meteor I would, comes and I would up say everything. the same thing. I would say the same thing and I'm almost done. I feel like um, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like what Robin Hobb does is she writes to a word count. And so she writes very expansively and then she'll like check her document and be like, oh, I have 3000 <laughs> words left. OK, well, I'll just finish it in one chapter. <laughs> and they live happily ever after the, the end, except for nobody. Lives Everyone dies. At a certain point, it's like <laughs> and several weeks passed. And this is what happened in those weeks in these three paragraphs. And then we'll move on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I liked writing about this, but not this, so what else? Uh, well, uh, before we get into the mailbag, uh, we do have uh, content warnings coming up for Chapter 11 for scenes of rape and discussion of rape, so we're going to call that out before we get to... Wow. Really, Kat? <laughs> we're going to call that out before we get to that chapter as well, and I will put it in the show notes if you want to skip Chapter 11. Uh, so moving on to mailbag, we didn't get any mail this week because we got a lot of mail last week and also that episode dropped today. So that's the curse of catch up. But we did get actual real mail uh, mm -hmm. because Burp mail. Uh, yes, some of us purchased some of the Realm of the Elderlings maps from Belligerently Bookish. Uh, which is at belligerentlybookish.com. The maps for Roteland are actually uh, sold out right now. I don't know if they're going to be reprinted, but there are lots of other maps from other fantasy uh, stories, including Westeros and Kamori. So if you like fantasy stuff, check it out. They're really beautiful, and they have like little fun little Easter eggs on the maps themselves, which are yeah. really great and it very came well sealed done. with wax yeah it was super so, it was special so cool. the packaging was so lovely i mean it's just really thoughtfully done so i'm glad to have that how how big is that oh uh, like an eight and a half by 11 sized maybe like, a little print? bit bigger yeah maybe a little know, bigger yeah. yeah but it's on like a nice weighted paper and the print job is really well done it's i like it a lot i wish it was actually of Roteland. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's of the actual six we'll duchies. We'll be commissioning and belligerently bookish for just... our theme park maps, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll send that email. <laughs> uh, but really beautiful. And if you listen to the pod, uh, those, it, yeah, make more. We'll, we'll buy them. Um, Do one of the entire I think a lot world. of people really like the Out Islands, maybe. Yeah, yeah the whole, and so also, just paste it the whole together. world together. I would just like to also put this out there that it was very graciously priced at like nine dollars. I want to say, yeah. And for yeah. heaven's sake, you should charge more for your art. I you mean, should charge it's way more definitely like the quality of it. You could certainly charge more. So, just you know, round two people, you're gonna have to foot up a little bit more money, but it's totally worth it. As an artist who yeah. is constantly told I am undervaluing my work, I concur. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's done with. Let's go on to chapter ten. We have a lot to get through this section. Jenny, you're up. Chapter 10. Tintaglia's touch, which... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she like, seems to have Tintaglia's touch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we're getting the singing already. Um, Alright. So, Malta gets up at the crack of dawn to try and go head off some hungry dragons in the square to beg them to fix up poor Fron. Only she failed to read the dragon manual and didn't re- realize that dragons are not one size fits all. That and she forgot to get her permission slip from Tintaglia to allow her and Rain to breed. Whoops. <laughs> Rain and Thymar are both extremely unhappy to hear about this permission slip business, but poet laureate of Kelsinger Elise steps up to flatter Profes- Professor Mercor into giving them a little history lesson. One that we've kind of heard 7,000 times already. But uh, he explains uh, what we pretty much know already at this point that humans were changed by proximity to dragons and things of dragons and not always for the better but with a blood bond to a particular dragon they could become elderlings he tells them that humans knew the risks and they would only seldomly come to the elderling cities because of that and not stay for long periods of time that's why they lived outside the city and across the river he also reiterates that no dragon can change what another has begun so really he can't help Fron. um Malta is pissed. She didn't ask for this. Uh, Tintaglia didn't give them a proper syllabus to explain that their baby might suffer for changes began without the permission. Also, she never took blood from Tintaglia, so she's really confused. But Mercor reminds them that they spent all that time around uh, Tintaglia's dragon case. But really, he's more focused on those nifty silver marks on her neck. Surely that must mean she's been holding out on them and has a stash of silver somewhere. So, uh, uh uh-oh, Amber, what foolish mess have you gotten them into? Uh, she and Rain swear they don't have a secret <laughs> stockpile of silver, but Mercor implores them to find the silver well for the dragon's benefit, even though he still can't offer her anything in return. He takes off to go find snacks, and a depressed Malta and Rain head back inside to watch Fron die. So cheery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, back on the river, the Chalcedians and Hest have found Tintaglia. The most important parts of this section are Tintaglia being compared to a cat, and the fact that good old Dean has a name. <laughs> Lord Dargan. Est is also thrilled with this uh, name thing because now he can swear vengeance upon him. Oh yeah, and he thinks they're nuts to try and go attack this dragon and he's kind of perfectly happy to go back to his little storage crate and hide. Because um, <laughs> he's useless. Because <laughs> Lord Dargan... But he swore vengeance. Well, he swore vengeance against Lord Dargan, not on the dragon. Or... Yeah, I know, but he seems <laughs> like a man of action. But he doesn't know anything, so he, sends, he gets sent back to his crate. 
Um, so Tintaglia wakes up from her nap and finds herself looking at a bunch of pesky humans. She's not pleased, but she is especially not pleased when they try and kill her. And then even more when she realizes she's pitiful enough that now they probably can kill her. So it's time for a swim. Nothing like a good acid bath to escape those insects. She vows to kill them all as she sends out an SOS to Kelsingra, hoping they hear her. In bird mail, we have some celebrating to do. Eric is finally getting recognized for all of his hard work during this quartet. A notice of commendation has been posted at the guild halls to praise him for his contributions to the bird breeding program in Bingtown. Specifically, that he had this crazy idea to breed for hardiness and swiftness. What a concept. Uh, also, he's rich now because he got a 2% raise of 60 whole silvers, but at least all of these new birds are going to formally be called Dunwaros. Drinks are on him. Dean Dargan. When I was speed reading this, I thought his name was Lord Dragon, and I was like, buddy. <laughs> Well, it's another one of I those. I made a joke on, about it in my section. It's one of those on the nose names, right? He's but. he's the one going after the dragons, and so he's Lord Dargan. It's Dargan a fake Dargan. name. Dargan Worgen. He's the Swedish chef. Happy New Year! I like that. Like, Hest had been on this ship for a while, but had never heard this name until like right then. He's like, ah, a name! I have it finally. Yeah. Makes Hess him feel like a real person. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> I could only hope that Dargan is like the Smiths of the Chalcid, though. So like, and he's like, okay, I know his name. Now I can seek vengeance. And they're like, that's not enough for us to go off of. Everybody <laughs> here is Dargan. His huge. Yeah. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like vengeance. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> He's going to dye all his socks pink. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, so uh, who's worried about Tintaglia? I am. It's not that, looking this great. Is, this is why I had to finish the fucking book, because she draws out like the this plot point for so long. But yeah, I was super fucking worried. I was like, oh no, she can't fly. And like, they know that about her now. And so they're just going to chase her. And she's like, no, Malta's baby's going to die. That's not okay. Tintaglia's got to make it. It always comes back to swimming in this goddamn river. (laughs) (laughs) We're back in the river again. They did make a point early on to say that, you know, if dragon scales were impervious to the river unless you know they already had a wound and then it was bad yeah mm, mm-hmm. yep yep and she's not just doesn't have a wound it's like a big gaping hole <laughs> she's she's got a funky it's one it's rotting yeah yeah they, is this the chapter where she was talking about like in the water the rasp snakes or she describes them very interestingly I don't remember. Yeah. Can't remember what it was, but I liked I liked the way she described the, the snakes. I think vampire that... vampiric parasite. Yeah, something. yeah. I think vampire I think, snakes. I think that she's just. I'm not, you know, like I know what happens, but I also know Hob as a writer, and it's like she could very well just kill her. 
She could mm-hmm. very well just be like, this is the sad, decrepit end <laughs> of Tintaglia, and this is what you get. Uh, so, yeah, really, she really worrying. She fulfilled her purpose to get dragons back in the world, and now she's done. Yeah. Damn, I guess so. Suck. She had to have sex with Ice Fire for no reason. Right. I know, right? Hold herself out to that jerk. That's just not it, for Tintaglia. the sake of their... Their species. This old man, flappy skin, just dangling. <laughs> <laughs> All I can picture Lord is... Lord Loose Skin. <laughs> Lord Loose Skin. Loose Skin. <laughs> wow. Lord Icy Hot. That's still pretty good. I like Lord Icy Hot. <laughs> I um, am... Just as appalled as Rain by this idea that you have to ask your dragon permission. Your dragon that, you know, may or may not think you've died because it's been six months and who knows yeah. how long you live. And certainly is not asking your for, for your permission to change you. Or leave no. and go around the world for a five-year journey for no reason. Like, ugh. They but really... I also call complete and utter fucking bullshit on everything Morcor said. <laughs> I I read it as that <laughs> maybe they have a different uh, like set of rules. Like maybe for them it's just more instinctual what they do. Um, whereas the people that we've seen before that are skill users, I don't know. Maybe they they've learned more. Maybe they are. You know, they have to, like, explore to figure it out. It's kind of like, it almost feels like they're using a game genie. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it seems like they're cheating a little bit, whereas, like, the the dragons are, it's, like, kind of just an instinctual, okay, this is what we do with it. Well, is it also just, like, a weird respect thing? It's just, like, it's their way. They don't, you know, they don't to like change another dragon's work even though like they probably could this mm. is tradition exactly <laughs> tradition yeah i just feel like he's making shit up because everything he's saying doesn't make sense you wouldn't have a functioning society that is as ideal as they as they claim it is uh you know it's like yeah it's like these people are enslaved (laughs) like no one i mean you might choose this if you want to live forever but at what fucking cost i mean it i mean it might be like a like a tradition thing you don't piss off other dragons by messing with their people the same way as like you don't get jealous about sleeping with everybody because right you know you live forever and it's going to cause more problems but so. here's where here's where Mercor's uh, explanations start to uh, not hold up in the court of law. So he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I can't mess with you because you don't belong to me. You're someone else's dragon because of of her blood." Well, I didn't drink her blood. Oh, well, because of the skill that you got from somewhere else that has nothing to do with her. Okay. In the ancient mm. times, this is just how it was done. Well, what about people who just randomly get, you know, get mutated because of dragon stuff? Oh, that's just from being around dragon stuff. A particular dragon stuff or all dragon stuff? It's like, oh, I got waddles because Bob the dragon <laughs> left all of his shit outside where I now live. Like, I don't... None of this makes sense. 
I mean, is it like the? I mean, because all of the Rainwilder kids keepers showed up with like all of these changes that are already begun. But was mm-hmm. it just that it was from enough different dragons that it was just super vague that they were just like, it's like oh, sorry, can... I can't help you because uh, some this. dead dragon did that to you. Not me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Like, I mean, I guess know. because they they didn't. It wasn't a specific dragon, whereas like Malta and Rain and Selden. Oh, Murkor is full of shit. Bonded I don't, with Tintaglia I don't know. I and mean, like thoughts with her even while she was in her case. Like, it was still a specific dragon. I think it's more like you've been claimed by a dragon and it's rude of me to... Well, that's why I said, myself. is it tradition? Yeah. It's not, like, it's not possible, right? It's just not done. I don't think Murkor's memories cover an age without dragons. Where they're like people are getting affected by all of this magical shit and leftover dragons and cocoons and you no, know certainly. he's he's only thinking of it in terms of okay this dragon has claimed you and is changing. Well, you. I mean not entirely because he's think. I mean yes, but also you know he was talking about during elderling times how humans wouldn't come to the city for long periods of time because they would start to be changed, but they weren't elderlings. So he has some knowledge of that concept. Right, he's like, oh, but... they would go live on the other side of the river. They I'm like, did all does the river here. help? Like, they lived in Brooklyn. Distance? Yeah, they lived in Brooklyn because <laughs> they didn't have the sponsorship of a dragon to live in Manhattan, so they had to live in Brooklyn. But you're trying to tell me that they just lived across the river and they were safe? No, they got waddles. They it's got, like, like, backwards arms. It's like social distancing. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't think he cares about the people that just have waddles. Well, but no. it causes them the to die. The dragon is not going to claim the ugly people. No, but it causes them to die. Claim the beautiful that's what he was people. Talking they... about. Right. Well, that's what because that's what everyone in the Rainwild is. They're the people on the other side of the river. They're just like they've got the radioactive like dragon disease, <laughs> and like you can't get rid of the radioactive dragon disease, but you can get a dragon to like make it a little prettier. And maybe not kill you, but only if they have like special drugs. <laughs> Get those drugs. Yeah, we need the silver. <laughs> but I like that Multiple's like, I Get give you silver, you cake. fix my child. And he's like, No. No. I just want silver. Yeah. Do you have any heroin? Do you have any heroin? <laughs> if I had heroin, I could do it. Actually, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounded to me like it just really needed to be an urgent plot point that, you know. Only Tintaglia could do it. Only Tintaglia can do this, reader. (laughs) Make a bunch of shit up that doesn't really make sense and hope you, like, let the drama carry you just right on past that. (laughs) Just accept it. Shh, don't think about it. It's three o'clock in the morning. You've had three beers to get this far. Why are you asking (laughs) questions? Just keep reading. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We love you, Robin Hobb. Um... And then, obviously, suddenly the SOS goes out, and, oh, that's the last bit of that. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. She's just sending smoke signals. If only she'd done that, like, when she was in, like, you know, Trahog. Right? 
She should should have just been putting that shit on blast the whole time. Like, come and get me, fuckers. Where are you? Tentaglia yeah. calling. Oh, Hello. Man. Where's the Dragon Citizen app? I'm hassled by weird humans <laughs> here. <laughs> Trahog docks. Send police. <laughs> Uh, and I am very happy for Eric. Yes. He deserves yes. it. Yes. His 10-year breeding program seems to have paid off. Yeah. It's Indeed. an overnight success that took 10 years. Good job, Eric. Oh, I wonder that's how much 60 silvers is. Yeah, in, like, I don't know. Big town money. Do you think that's like a good amount of money? Or do you think that's mm, bullshit? I think it's a good amount of money for a poor person. That's true. <laughs> Is, is Eric a poor person? I mean, he's from a trader family. Like, that didn't because he and Dutosi had that whole thing about how like it's being done properly, like trader family to yeah. trader family. But aren't they like are they like genteel poor? Where are they, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, they got that old family name and crumbling roofs. And, exactly. Yeah. And there's not a lot of money in birds, <laughs> or is there? <laughs> Well, there's got to be a reason. Like I said in the last episode, you know, if they're not well paid, then maybe that's why people in in the guild may be paid to stray because they're not being paid well enough to not. Mm -hmm. They've been relying on that whole like old Bingtowner trader code of honor, but. You know, then you bring and in the fact that there's nowhere else to work. <laughs> right. Like you like birds? Yeah. You do bird stuff? No. I don't know. You think millionaires are doing crime? I think they're. All oh, no. Crime. Yeah. They're doing most oh, of the for crime. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at the dragons. Who's doing all the crime? <laughs> and Le Duke of Chalced, super non crimey guy, Tony. Tony Speck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I don't care. Something Kent. Antonicus. Something like Antonicus. Anthony. Tony. <laughs> Anthony. Call Anthony. your mother. Call your mother, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. misses you. Uh, anything else for chapter 10? Tintaglia's in the water. Hest is there. <laughs> and Fran still has a shitty name. <laughs> Poor Fran. And and Fran, and like, Fran, they, they try to, she's like, oh, don't ask them when they're all in one spot and in a good mood. Ask them when they're hungry and stampeding outside of the city. That will be the best time to ask them. Right. It's like the people who stand outside the subway at eight o'clock in the morning to like give you flyers or something for election day. And it's like the worst time ever to try to talk to me. Just get out of the fucking way. Let me out. <laughs> You're lucky we have someone who plays the electric violin very early. Oh, a singer. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring the dragons on their commute to work in Kelsingra. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, I, yeah, I was going to say, I let's up? tackle chapter 11. And we do have a content warning for a lot of rape in this chapter so it's just it's like she's trying to desensitize us at this point i'm like really like jeez. yeah 
All right, chap chapter 11, silver. So I drew the triple, th triple threat short straw chapter, picking at random with it being long and polished off with a nice double rape. Forgive me if I err on the side, on the lighter side of events. We start with Cedric and Carson out on a lover's stroll through Kelsingra because Cedric found his dream home and wants to make Carson can live there before he puts down that 20%. Carson, whose point of view we have, is too busy thinking love thoughts about how Cedric deserves a mansion if he wants one, especially if it has a couple walk-in closets for Cedric's fab new wardrobe that he is constantly modeling for Carson. They're sweet, and Carson can make Cedric blush just by calling him boo, and Cedric blushing makes Carson blush. And I can't talk right now. I'm sorry, you guys. Carson has upgraded his wardrobe just a bit and consented to have two sets of elderling clothings. And all, I mean, that's all anyone really needs. And his are just blue and brown, but he found this hella smooth blue ceramic Chris knife that never goes dull, so maybe the elderlings weren't total flops. <laughs> Suddenly, Cedric starts acting like Carson's best pointing dog, and then so does Spit, and then they're all sort of sharing this hive mind moment, and between all three sets of their vague memories, they recognize the silver well. Silver! <laughs> <laughs> Thymara and Tats are in the middle of an afternoon snoogle, that's a snooze and a snuggle, following a very intense discussion in which Tats finally becomes recognizably human again. Congratulations, sir. Against the backdrop of a horticulturist's shop where she apparently spent years and years and years and years optimizing flowers and wrote seven books on the subject. Ashley, I think this is like your future as an elderling. Um, I could only with all those beautiful things you've been growing in your garden. Mm. Um, so yeah, with that as a backdrop, Tats makes an illustrative example of her career to say, we have time, like a lot of time. I don't have to rush you into a decision. He and Rapscal, the soldier, had a chat about how they needed to resolve between them that their friendship was more important than their dicks and recognized that if Thymara chose one of them over the other, it was because that was Thymara's prerogative, not something the other guy did or should be blamed for. And Tats very maturely points out that he doesn't have to wait on Thymara either. He can go live his life if he gets tired of the question. He nearly ruins his chances by admitting Jared propositioned him, but he ain't no dummy to make that mistake twice. Plus, he's realizing between Jared's male harem and Rap Skeletor's comments that many elderlings solved the long life issue via polyamory instead of monogamy that, in fact, he's kind of an or ornery old-fashioned grump who is only down to be the only man in her gold rush town. Thymara admits she's that kind of gal. Then Tats basically proposes by saying he's only there in Kelsinger because of her. He is all in and has been from the time he was a kid. It's all for you. Sorry. And between the lack of pressure, <laughs> between the lack of pressure and the respect for her choice and the old-fashioned morals, Thymara is almost ready to say yes. Almost. She settles for snoogling until their rude-ass dragons wake them up, shouting, Silver! <laughs> <laughs> You guys tell I got four hours of sleep last night because I can tell. Uh, speaking of silver, how is our silver-tongued, silver-scaled dragon man faring? Mm, not so well. It's late. He's having a nightmare about a woman screaming. And when he tries to stand up and intervene because it's not actually a nightmare, it's real. His head's all spinny. The blankets are tangled up around his legs. He can't stop coughing. And he's so weak, he can't even throw a flower pot at Chancellor Alec. 
Alec promptly knocks him out. Selden wakes up to a few more aches and pains, courtesy of Alec's boots, and he and Chasm swap horror stories about being raped. Chasm's is horrible because to her it's so mundane, and Selden's because he hadn't let himself acknowledge it at all. Chasm agrees that she too would like to think Tintagli would come and save him, and I don't know, you guys, do you think she has a heart after all? Verb mail, Johnny DeCafria. I put a letter in Captain Tanira's hands because he and Ophelia are the only relevant characters from Live Ship we haven't heard from yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're very worried about Selden and replied to Wintrow that none of us know anything more. Permission to send news of Selden via the compromised birds. Oh my god, this chair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very creepy. How my bones feel. All right. Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> how Selden's bones feel. Yeah, <laughs> poor Selden. So I do want to say shout out to this house that so that Cedric has found because it sounds like the best kind of house. Because Carson was all like, "I want to live outside of town. I want to have a farm. I want to, you know, we we'll have to hike into the town every morning." And and Cedric's like, "I found a house we could grow plants inside of, and we don't have to go mm. anywhere. Oh, we don't have to go outside. Look at this compromise." <laughs> and I was like, "Cedric, Cedric, and I really, truly are. That's your ideal household, yeah. Glamping. Oh, remember at the beginning of all this, I was like, I don't like Cedric because he just." He's me. <laughs> but he, he grew true. and then he got a better version of you. Right. I need to do that. Note. <laughs> Become like Cedric again. Become like Cedric again. <laughs> well, apparently you're going to have a fabulous wardrobe, so bitch, get on that. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that. I was like, oh, he doesn't like, like, get mad at the fact that he enjoys clothes and, like, wants to, like, wear nice things like that's not it's not a threat it's just like yeah okay you're beautiful be beautiful do your yeah. thing I'll, I don't understand it but I'll appreciate you being beautiful and it's like seriously that's all any of us ever want and he's like, trying he's wearing yeah. the clothes he's like trying to like do the thing and not wear the Beastmaster outfit all the time so. <laughs> no more meat suit yeah no more meat suit he's save, save that for lingerie He's like, wow, I'm wearing shoes and I can't actually feel, like, the stone rubbing into my feet. It's weird how shoes work. <laughs> Such a rain wilder. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. That part was great. Ruined completely by all the silver shit. But... <laughs> right? Silver! Silver! Hi-ho, Silver! Well, apparently these fucking dragons ruined a lot of people's afternoons. Because that was actually kind of sweet with Tats and Thymara, too. <laughs> fucking dragons waking him up. <laughs> it's weird that the, the 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 part of town it's in, it's like there's no silver stone. There's no. It seems like it's not as grand. Like people didn't live there. Yeah, you gotta throw mm -hmm. people off the scent. It's hidden. Don't go here. It's crappy here. <laughs> Nothing good here. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. I was mildly disappointed with how quickly Thamara was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, like, let's do this with Tats, but whatever, she's a teenager. 
Well, I do. I do feel like she's sort of like been arcing toward him for a while. So I feel like she always wants yeah. to say yes, but then he goes and says something incredibly stupid, and she's like, "Never yeah. mind." If only you mm-hmm. would just shut up. I'm a grudge he, holder. Thamara, I thought, was also a grudge holder, but apparently she's she's geez, letting yeah. a little loose on those reins. So She has disappointed you. She has let the grudges go. Yeah. I, you know, I think that Tats, I don't know if it's gross to be like, I'll have, be in a polyamorous relationship that I don't want to be in if it get you know, like, what is that gross? Is, or is that just more weird desperation? I mean, it, well, it I, would I depend like on it, whether it was genuine or not. I think well, it's he only, says, he's like, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it. I think like, it's only growth <laughs> because he acknowledges that it's her choice, and that's not something he was yeah. previously able to do. True. Yeah, that, that's, so to that me, that's part the of growth it, point, is, 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 is the awareness that, in fact, it's, it's her choice, yeah. That if he does want to be a part of her life, then he has to make his own compromises. Right. Not that it's healthy, I, but I think it's, it's good that he's at least acknowledged these things. Yeah. It's just like also nobody's like you, you you're right. They're not talking about what they want. They're just talking about what they want the other person to do and like you're never going to get you're never going to be happy unless you present your needs and allow them to be met, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's well, what that. they're doing. I- yeah, that's what they're doing is just kind of laying it out like, look, I'm kind of a one man woman. Well, guess what? I'm a one woman man. So that that works. It's like, oh, OK, so I don't have to torture myself with like figuring out how I'm going to make this work. Like I'm in love yeah. with you, but you're, you know, you're poly and I'm not. And how do I do that? And right. It's like, yeah. Actually communicate. And then you you find out that that's not even on the table. So stop worrying about it. Exactly. Life is so much better when you clearly communicate. I mean, there are what, like twelve? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh. Uh, so they find the silver. Yay! I feel like that's horrible, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not team silver. You'll find that in my chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they found where they think they're, you know, TBD on how much silver they get out of this fucking hole. <laughs> I want to know what the silver is. Tell me what it is. Liquid magic? Radiator magic. fluid. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? What's that what's that like five hundred dollar can of paint you can buy to paint helmets uh, with? Aluma uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. a, 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 like imperial surface or something. I think it's just mercury, TM. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about the uh the mandalorian helmet paint yeah that, that the, stuff. the pros use it's like six hundred dollars for like a six ounce can of spray paint and i'm like fuck no <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i don't care how great it looks i don't care there's too much moisture in the place where i live for that to even be on the table <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to get like some kind of weird like vacuum room. Yeah, you'd have to have a a safe space. These are my twelve humidifiers that each have a name. Like D humidifier. Yeah. Yes. This one's name is they all start with D. <laughs> Dale. Derek. Dean. D- Lord Dragon. 
Dargan. 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 Dean. Happy Erickson Day. Dwaylin. We'll just. I'm just going to skip over Selda Machasim. I don't. It was awful. Maybe they'll treat each other nicely because they can commiserate. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was. I appreciated that Selden tried to stop it. I hated that she was surprised by it. I hated that then he like undercut the, you know, I'm a moral person by saying it happened to me and that's why I, I couldn't stand by. Like, why couldn't you not like stand by and let it happen just because it's fucking wrong? Like, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The part yeah. where she where he's like people and where I come from, it's not it, it's a crime. And she's like, well, it still happens. And he's like, yeah, it still happens. Yeah. It's like I like that. She well, that's out. a it's a yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, we all read live ships. It fucking happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I I appreciate that she has set up a world in which this stuff happens, and it's never gonna. It doesn't go away magically just because dragons exist, right? So, right. In that way, she's being true to the world that she has created, and mm-hmm. it's just. I just wish I had to. Didn't have to read it. <laughs> yep. Um. And then, uh, big LOL to your comment on Captain Tanira and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really do feel like that's what—that's the purpose that the bird mail is mostly serving. Now that Eric and Detozzi have hooked up, it's just kind of like, well, let's catch us up on all the ancillary live ship characters because yeah. that's where Ronica showed up, so she's still kicking around. That's where Kefria showed up. That's where. Um, but you know, Captain at Tanira least I think I think what also is being set up by some of these is that you know we know that Tintaglia is at risk and that she's not doing well, and we're worried about Selden. Is Tintaglia, mm-hmm. and they keep saying, "Do you think Tintaglia will save us? Will Tintaglia save them, or are the people mm-hmm. of Bingtown going to just rally to save their own? We don't need no fucking dragons." Like, yeah, yeah. So, also speaking of, I think I figured out who should actually be labeled as Malta and Rain's dragon, and it's Amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like agreed, right? That who? Yeah. who oh, oh, those those birthmarks range, or maybe at least Malta's, right? Someone write it. Some well, that bird's got to go a long way, I think. But <laughs> you could try. <laughs> I mean, she never, she didn't know it was Amber at all. But if she did, if she could glean, if she could remember, could yeah. could correctly. Amber slash the fool make any changes via still fingers, like? Like the wood, I. You know what? I feel like that they would try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go for it. Sure, let's do this." It's oh no, not that way. Oh, that way. Okay. Oh no, you got two heads. Is that cool? You like that? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like oh shit. <laughs> Where's Tintaglia? This makes this makes more sense with something that I can talk about in spoiler section. Mm. Uh, what else? Is that everything? I think that was about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we are going at a good clip. We're going to get Eli Let's to do bed it. Let's early. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. Early bed. Early Chap- bed. <laughs> Chapter 12. Chapter 12, that's me, and this is Dragon Warrior. So the chapter opens from Hess's point of view, recapping the last couple few days as these bumbling idiots chase after Tintaglia in slow motion. Honestly, like, what kind of hot pursuit is this? It's not fast, it's tease furious. 
Um, Tentaglia isn't going down without a fight, though. Turns out she'd eaten some rowers and she's damaged some oars. So, like, good on her for rallying because she's really not feeling her best. And uh, Hest is living his best life above deck because he recently smuggled two whole pieces of bacon while on KP duty. And he stole a cloak that he's made into a little rat bed for himself. So it's a good time (laughs) to be alive. Uh, this particular evening, the Chalcedians are sitting around the table getting turned up on Hess wine, and they sound like a bunch of woo girls. They're all prematurely, woohoo, celebrating the capture, woohoo, the dragon that they have not caught. <laughs> Bitches should have knocked on some motherfucking wood, that's all I have to say. So, one clown at the table dares to tell Lord Dargan, and this is where I say that coincidentally, Lord Dargan sounds like a drunk woo girl trying to say Lord Dragon, right? So, Lord Dargan, Dargan. But this one clown dares to tell Lord Dargan to not count his eggs before they hatch, and Dargan tells him to shut the fuck up because he's the boss. And to the clown's credit, he does pretty, like, good backpedaling on that, and he's like, oh, I follow you, boss. I just... You know, I don't follow the wine in your belly. <laughs> and Dargan's like, <laughs> he thinks that's a real thigh slapper. So the clown gets uh, gets to live on. Uh, then Dargan decides that maybe he should call it a night and asks Hest to be his escort. And Hest, ever the worst, contemplates but does not have the guts to push this drunken non-swimmer overboard. So we jump over to Titi, who is not great. She's been fighting off the assholes and trying to overturn them to no avail or outrun them to no avail. And she's wisened up. She knows that they know to expect her attacks during the day because she's pounced on them once or twice, but not at night. So as a last-ditch effort, she's going in. And basically, it turns into that scene from Jaws when all the guys are sitting around drinking at the table on the boat and they're just singing, Show me the way to go home, boom, boom, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a couple <laughs> drinks about an hour ago and it went straight to my head and just wait for the singer, you guys. Speaking of head, we bounce back over to Heston Dargan, who really wants Hest to look at his dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, cool, cool. And he says, look her in the eye, matey. And Hest says, oh shit. But he's looking at a different eye. It's a whirly twirly dragon eye creeping in the dark waters just below the boat. And Dargan can't see the Dargan because drunk goggles. So Hester... <laughs> So Hest's warning cries go ignored, and then Titi makes her move. And uh, back over in Kelsingra, everyone is trying to excavate the old silver well, and they're pulling away rubble and remnants, and the dragon overlords come and go while the elderlings are just working hard, and that's pretty typical. Uh, But don't worry, guys. Elise is there to help. She brought some paper and pencils to help carry all the heavy stones and chains. (laughs) Thanks, Elise. (laughs) Now the future will know how to dig. So yeah, there's digging and there's rigs and stuff. And honestly, there's just like a lot of stuff that I just didn't have the patience to recap. Um, And Spitz just walking around like licking everything, trying to get microscopic (laughs) bits of silver into his system. And he goes on to provide some of the most coherent thoughts we've heard from him, stating like, silver is good and guy. It's in the land and in the creatures here. And that's why this place is so much better than the other places in Kai. And in this land, dragons can hear each other better and humans can... We can hear them better, and just silver is just better, okay? <laughs> so, then Spit burps up a chain he'd eaten, and everything is back to normal. <laughs> it's hella late, they've cleared most of the hole, and everyone just wants to go to bed, but the dragons simply cannot wait overnight to find out if the well has silver in it. So they throw some torches down in the hole to find out. And in this scientific method... It proves that perhaps maybe there is possibly some silver. 
And then uh, we then proceed to witness the dragon freak out because they're like, oh my God, is there silver? And it's very similar to meth heads finding out that they might run out of meth. And they're just like, I'll kill you. Give me the meth. And Mercor <laughs> tries to explain why the dragons have like zero chill. <laughs> It's because silver is basically life. It makes dragons special. It's how the elderlings do cool magic. It makes them all live for a long time. And we also learned that Kelsinger dragons were silver warders. They fought other dragons to keep it for themselves. So this might just be kind of karma coming back at them. I don't know. It seems like they come from some asshole lineage there. Um... And once there were a few places to get silver around town, like there were several locales, but then they all kind of dried up or collapsed from earthquakes. And so this particular well is like the VIP well. It's got that big juicy bucket for everybody. Like this is the one. Uh, most importantly, we learned that without silver, these dragons cannot complete the Elderlings, nor can they save Malta's baby, to which Malta says, no, no, God, no, no. Just like Michael Scott in that episode when Toby comes back. <laughs> so sylvie and malta and i guess everyone promised that they're gonna find the silver though i feel like some of them have slightly varying agendas for finding the silver um back on the river tt kind of bungles her whole operation she tried to flip the boat she ends up just getting hit by a spear and then she just realizes she's not gonna make it she's like you know what this is it this is my end i'm so tired so finally she sends out like the big siren to the rest of the dragons and she blasts out her message they kill me i die avenge my unborn young <laughs> <laughs> back in k-town the baby LDs are just kind of like receiving all of the information that they learned it was a lot of history lessons in this section uh but mostly um they realize that they just really need to fucking find this silver because pretty much all their lives depend on it and they decide that they'll finish up the current well, but they're also going to send some scouts out to find some of those other wells. Maybe they'll like find an on-off switch and they'll start working again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Rapskill is possessed and he starts talking in Old English and he says, Treachery most foul, we must fly! <laughs> and we know that TT's message has been received by the dragons and also by Teletor played by Rapskill. <laughs> the Mara is like, my dude, you know your rap skull, right? And he whispers back, like, yeah, duh, but I'm in character and you're ruining it. <laughs> and so we close the chapter with the dragons taking flight and Tats and Tamara are embracing. And uh, they're pretty worried about their now very concerning friend, Rapscal. And in burp news, there's a message from Kim to Trader Finbach. And Kim is all, Trader Finbach, snitches get stitches. Please clarify if you indeed be a snitch. Best wishes, warmest regards, your best good mob friend, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley. Wow. Uh, I, Ashley, I, I, good. I, I don't I'm sorry, want. Sorry, you had the long chapter. I did have like, a long chapter. Yeah. I was like, you motherfucker. Had the long <laughs> I only thought mine was long. <laughs> I, I I don't want to encourage you like overworking and procrastinating and doing your shit at the last minute, but this is like <laughs> fucking top notch. It's <laughs> next level. You <laughs> like true. You like turn out really nice shit at the last minute. Very I, good. I work well under pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, the Woo Girls. <laughs> the Dargons. Not only is that oh a callback God. joke, listeners, but there's many a there's many a good callback in here. It's it's pretty good. Um 
All right. So yeah, has got some bacon. Has got a wet blanket. Uh, <laughs> I love it. He's like, you guys, I got this little damp blanket. That's my bed. That's so awesome. <laughs> When I was reading the chapter and he's like, I'm going to show you a Chelsea Dean penis. Look at my penis. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh my. I'm like, just just kick him. Just knock him in. Just, no. I, I kept thinking, like, this is the moment. He pushed him with his finger and he would have fallen overboard. <laughs> this is the moment in the, like, the, the monster movie where the monster just comes up and bites him in half, right? Right, yeah. It's like he pees on the monster and the monster's like, ooh, and comes in and, like, eats him. Instead, I did like the eye-to-eye thing. Like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Hob was really right there on that level, Ashley. I think she was there with you. It went head-to-head, eye-to-eye. And, yeah, just like, yeah, just floating on by. <laughs> You should have just bitten it off. Just that. <laughs> 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 precise work from Tin Tag. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Man. Assassin. He's just not doing well. Uh, <laughs> or Lord. Lord Dark. Oh, the Dargus. The Dargus. You know how when we write Centara, it always autocorrects to Sinatra. Yeah. Yes. It's gonna. It's gonna always just autocorrect to Dargan now when we write Dragon. Sinatra so. Dargan. Yep. That's the name of my child that I'll never have. Better than Fron. <laughs> Way better than Fron. You could name your child like Mustard Banana Boat and be better than that. <laughs> Get on the boat. The banana boat. Yeah, it has a jingle. See? It's Fun so much better. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. The, this whole, actually, the ode to the monster movie and your, I think your your joke about Jaws is, like, really super on point because, like, that whole, the first half of this chapter is, like, Hobbs, like, I'm going to do it. Let's just go full, full monster movie, like, in this moment. Uh she Which needs to branch out in that direction of like monster movie <laughs> and then into legit horror. She'd be so I have said it. this before. I think I forget wh- what trilogy we'll, we were reading, but I've said this before. She should totally write horror. She'd be yeah. so good. She does the body horror. So, yeah. Yeah. She'd be so good at it. But I couldn't read that. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't either, but you know, she would be good at it. Yeah. She writes for me only. she did say that she did a lot of writing today and people were like what are you writing and she was like i'm writing a megan lindholm short story and everyone was like cool this is like wild cards (laughs) megan lindholm is the wild cards of the hob phantom i guess that's the vibes you get when you write in an abandoned warehouse (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was kind of unimpressed with her setup that she posted the other day but i'm like all right whatever I'm like, she needs to get on the boat, go out on the ocean and right there and see what happens. Sit in a tree. Right. My centaur boats, please. (laughs) Uh, What else happened? Uh, Tintaglia not doing so great, but being her best monster self. And then um, we're in Kelsingra where we learn about more about skill and dumb shit. The history lessons like are just. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I'm surprised that Spit didn't just, like, lick Malta's neck. <laughs> <laughs> He's just derping around, like, ah, <laughs> 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 
around, just like licking walls. <laughs> no one else licked everything and then got to speak intelligently for five seconds. Right? Yeah, but at what cost? You have to you have to go around licking half the town and then you get to, to say two coherent sentences. Like, good job. <laughs> That's Maybe this could also be the Duke of Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the actual silver was sort of like also getting a tetanus shot, so you know he made him actually oh. survive all the licking all yeah the do you think it's stuff? more of like a chemical reaction and less a substance it's more just it's like an immune it's like an immune system reaction that they're provoking instead of the instead silver of a chemical <laughs> you know they could control it could be like an x-man x factor thing instead of a a drug hmm. uh I don't I don't know about this. I don't know about this. It seems like you know how they're like, "Oh, it's so natural to have dragons be a competition for humans and that's how it works." And blah blah. I'm like, "No, they're chemically enhanced monsters." <laughs> yeah, it made every the fact that they are the fact that they're fighting other dragons to like keep them away from their silver. Like this this they're losing a lot of respect for me. I know I've been very team dragon throughout all of this, but I'm like, "Wait a second. You guys sound shitty." Well, it mm. was it, and so now it's was it a calamity? Was it a volcano, or did they destroy themselves? Yeah. Did someone make a big skill gun and <laughs> like target <laughs> Kelsingra and and you know? It was free like that the gasoline world. fight in uh, Zoolander. They just like <laughs> yeah. spread it all over the place, and then it all just combusted. <laughs> or like that scene in. Uh, Fury Road, where the guy comes from Bullet Town, and he's just got the guns, and he's just takes out all the friendlies. My favorite mm -hmm. line in that movie is, "It's the Bullet Farmer. He's coming from the Bullet Farm." <laughs> <laughs> that movie is my, one of my favorite movies. Of oh yeah, absolutely, so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I I get into this in mind, but I, I think that maybe, I think maybe the fool's wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Wrong for... You take what? that back. Uh, no, Stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wrong in we're what done. way? You know how they were like, don't bring dragons back. They're awful and terrible. I think maybe... I think maybe... They could be they awful, awful and... and I don't they know, They might man. be awful I and terrible, but it might be... They're like the means to the end might be you know for a larger purpose like there could well i think this is where rapscal comes into play because rapscal is out there like trying to be like we must live the way that it always was we will never change and it's awful right no one likes yes. him mm -hmm. he sucks maybe mm -hmm. there is a way to coexist but they've got to learn from the mistakes of the past and change mm-hmm and also, it doesn't seem like silver is nearly as plentiful because, like fossil fuels, they oh, used man. them up. <laughs> it got what if silver is just dead dragons? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, it's, it's like, like it's memories, right? Dragons. What if no silver biggie. is like an alien amoeba? What if, <laughs> what if it's... What if it's vibranium and it came from one single asteroid that crashed into the world... <laughs> must be mined and it's a finite resource. They gotta figure it out. Now Wakanda. I I assumed it was like like it's like memory, but it's 
so like you're you're constantly kind of making a little more of it mm-hmm. memory of the so world. they can feed so the more people that exist on earth the more skill there is it's like the force mm. i mean maybe or maybe it's like rain and or moisture water it just like kind of moves around but it's not really it's not expended it just goes somewhere else I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, skill. What is skill? What? Why is skill? <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get an answer, and I'm just going to leave this entire series like very annoyed. Hobbs, like, I only wrote this because they keep asking and they made me, but I, I don't care. It's a means to a uh, plot end. I, it makes my people mm-hmm. do things. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> I invented it. I mean, like, okay, it is magic, right? You can do things with it. But maybe, like, when they're looking to... Because when you use the skill, you can, like, communicate across distances or... it, it Like, it, the distance doesn't matter. Maybe you're just, like, reaching out and you get a memory of how to do a certain thing. And if you get the right thing, you know, you know, you figure out how to do it. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, okay, spit suddenly was coherent right Mm -hmm. and we have seen people who don't know how to use the skill figure out how to heal people to the extent that they're like their lives are kind of like extended they wait they know how to use the skill those people know how to use the skill who are you talking about yeah right but they didn't know how to heal anybody (laughs) And then they just kind of like figured it out. I'm just trying to make like make leaps here. Why did why why does Spit get some skill and then he he can like ha- he has a brain? Well, why does it run out? Why does it wear out? Why, if it's a memory, why doesn't it just become part of you? I don't. That's the part that I don't get. It's like why do you need more of it all all the time? I don't know. I can't remember shit. Maybe it expires. <laughs> Is it just like the, uh, what is it, the synapses or whatever in your brain? It's like whatever, serotonin, or, you know, it's just like liquid serotonin. It facilitates your brain connections. It's like they have all the memories. If you got big brains, you can, like, magic. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's like they they have all the memories and things stored in them, but they can't access them because they, like, can only use a certain percentage of their brains, but then the silver, like, activates So that's what it is. It's if we, you know, humans are using this minuscule crumb of our brains, and the silver would let us use our whole brains, and then... Well, I mean, that makes sense for the skill, too. Is Hebe just got, like, less silver in her blood than, like, Markor? Possibly. When they were right, but okay. Here's here's well, where it falls flat. Well, then should be the first in line, right? Like Mercor doesn't get it. Well, <laughs> but then that's a whole other ball game of who deserves getting what. I say it doesn't matter your size or how dumb you are. Everybody gets the exact same amount. They pull up a half a bucket that shit gets divvied up evenly between everybody, no matter your cause. Oh no, they're or gonna fight. Issues. They're gonna fight. Oh, Remember I know. They said the Drakes used to protect their wells. For their females like oh they're gonna fight hmm. i want a <laughs> socialist kelsingra okay <laughs> maybe All that's right, but whoever but, cut a hole through kelsingra thought the same thing <laughs> let's apply the same train of thought to to humans and like okay some have more skill than others mm-hmm. fitz is not fucking smart 
No, that man <laughs> nope. is it does not make not, him smart. It's not about intelligence. I think it's about being able to do things that other people can't do. You know? Can he remember more than other people? Because I don't think that's true. I don't true. think so. Well, I mean, skill can affect he's... humans differently than it does dragons. I right, mean, they don't have that dragon ganglion. <laughs> <laughs> If Fitz was smart, if Fitz was smart, you couldn't write the book, right? That's the thing. Like every main character has to have some kind of like almost fatal flaw. Otherwise, his what's are the really story? fatal. He's got a lot. Right. <laughs> so his is his own inherent stupidity. That literally got him killed. It was a literal fatal flaw. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, but he had other magics that made up for it, like the rise from the dead magics. And <laughs> the everyone else is smarter than me and they helped me magics. <laughs> That's just luck. I don't understand when people are telling me to do a thing. Do A plus B equals C. I don't know what that is. That Math is work. hard. Math is hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> Logic is hard for him. In general, I just have like a hard time reconciling all the different versions of the skill that we've seen so far. It's like, okay, so dragons... It is, it's... Dragons yeah. need skill for this and use it this way. And the elderlings have it this and they use it for that way. And then we got Thick, who's fucking healing people and all of his shit. And it's just We like... got others who are looking at the future and... Yeah, it's just... I don't know. And then we've got... We've got uh, the fool who appears to... I don't know what the fool really does. Because the fool seems to be able to see the future regardless he, of... Yeah, his is not skill-related. That we know It of. does not seem skill-related. It seems as if it is another branch of, like, evolution on this planet. Where it's like, oh, you got dragons that can do that? We'll hurry up and evolve something that can compete. Yeah. You can see the past? Well, I can see the future. <laughs> no one learned anything. No one learns anything in the middle. Let's move on to chapter 13, Final Chances. Which, uh, for Hob, that's a very different sounding chapter. So, well, because it's not just chances. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be the last chapter titled <laughs> chances. Last, chances? Chances, five. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting my joke. Okay. <clears throat> Dead things float, says Assassin, as Hest watches the Chalcedon's crew poke the water looking for Tintaglia's body. Has she swam away or did she sink to the bottom? Well, hey. They force a slave to die via half-drowning, and he goes blind and doesn't find anything. So I guess she's not down there? Anyway, Hest wouldn't know. He's too busy standing around with a torch, acting like it's hard work. Such drudgery leads him to think about Cedric, and how Cedric used to do all this for him. Maybe Cedric found his riches and went to live a good life without Hest. No, no way impossible. <laughs> Wherever he is, he's probably crying over not being with Hest, and Hest doesn't care because he blames Cedric for getting him into this whole mess by leaving and not being the one to get kidnapped to hold a torch in the first place. Thinking at least two and a half pages... Thinking of at least... Wait, what did I write? <laughs> <laughs> Show me the way to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite of Ashley. I don't work well under pressure. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I don't know what this word is supposed to be. Then, at least two and a half pages of such vapid dribble, we come upon... Oh, okay. I got it. Go on. Uh, Hest, thinking at least two and a half pages of this vapid dribble, uh, we then come upon dawn and the arrival of the dragons. Here they come, like big flappy parrots, scary, arrayed in a V like geese, and with Rapscal providing his best humming rendition of the theme song from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, they come. <laughs> oh my god. Picturing it. I was defaulting to <laughs> we are men. We're men in tights, yes. tight, tights. <laughs> are you were angry because someone called this movie old on Twitter today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. I mean it I, is. I hope that gave But it. no, I that's exactly how they were flying in. <clears throat> so they're coming. those regal geese. <laughs> <laughs> Those little <laughs> flappy parrots. So, uh, you done fucked up there, Chelsideans. The humans scatter. Hest is the first ass off the boat. It's like a frightened chicken being attacked by a bunch of, again, parrots. It's not quite a slaughter. The dragons skill blast everyone into being fawning idiots who stand around spouting poetry and leisurely eat a few, including Dean, who refuses to be taken as a slave by Rapscal, who does a great job of explaining just how terrible it must have been to be a non-elderling in the glory days of Kelsingra. Noted. <laughs> So he tries a cool knife move, but is eaten very quickly by Callow. And, well, bye-bye, Dean. Spit eats another guy, and, well, Hest is marching his bony butt back to the boats to take himself to Kelsinger, I guess, because he doesn't want to get eaten. <laughs> Meanwhile, it seems like it may be too late for poor dying Tintaglia. The dragons declare that she's going to die and leave Callow to fly vigil over her and eat her when she perishes, content that they have avenged her death before it even happened. Efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, she thinks of Selden one last time. He's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Then it's back to Kelsingro, where we're forced to sit through a scene of Thymara and Tats talking to each other about how Rapskull is probably out of the running now for being too dedicated to his historical military reenactment hobby or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> what is everyone doing about the skill well, right? The skill well, well. There's some shit stuck in it, actually. So... Tats volunteers for some plot development and is lowered deep into the well to stand on a piece of wood that's jamming it up and he's axing it to pieces. Success! So then Lefteren is up to start a fishing expedition to try to grab the giant bucket at the bottom of the well with a makeshift line. I want you to all realize that this is a book that we had to read where somebody axed wood and then another man had to fish for a bucket for pages. <laughs> So Cottage not to, core. 
Not to be outdone by such mundane heroics, Elise arrives, having stayed up all night mainlining skill stones to try to figure out how to use skill to help Ephraim. But nothing. She's got absolutely nothing. Just a lot of other pertinent info like how to use the kitchen, how to thread a dollar into the vending machines and then pull it back out again, the Colonel's secret recipe. But what the fuck to do with silver? I don't know. It's a big old NDA signed by the whole city. Thanks. Afterwards, Lethran and co. are successful in dragging the ancient bucket to the surface, and it's actually got some skill left in the bottom. It's definitely mercury. Yep. It, is def- it is definitely what makes all this shit work, and it is definitely needed by dragons to not be big, lumbering dogs with scaly wings. I saw this plot on Farscape the Peacekeeper Wars, which makes me think that they should definitely build a nuclear bomb and throw it in the well. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Just like Jaws used to make. Yeah. Did it on Lost. Just do it. All right. Well, I thought this was like a romance book, not a watch humanity enslave themselves to dragons book. Oh, wait. What about dragon romance? That's right. Tintaglia isn't dead yet. And Callow mm. brought her a river pig to eat. Live so that I can have a big, thick mate, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, God. Let me cuddle you. No. <laughs> Never. treachery most foul <laughs> most foul <laughs> alright well in bird mail from Eric to the guildmaster in Bingtown what the fuck dude I just found a bird that the caster douchebag Kim said was dead that I birthed out of its egg with my own scaly hands and it's not dead it's sick and it's being used to send illicit non-guild mail and I think I just busted this case wide open mmm Veronica Mars is coming for you. Scaly <laughs> hands if he's from Bingtown. What? He lives in Ca- in in wherever that place is now, Trahog. One of well, them. yeah, but when he would have birthed the no, bird, because I in my mind it was hands. a bird with he was a big bird man with bird hands birthing a little bird out of a bird egg. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's all I got. I don't know. It's like an amazing action scene where 35 dragons come to kill a bunch of boats and instead they all just spout poetry for four pages. (laughs) (laughs) It was a terrible letdown. The the best part of the chapter was Callow being like, I'm not here to eat you, Tintaglia. At least not like that. (laughs) How do you think that conversation went with the dragons? It's like okay, who's gonna who's gonna stay behind? And dragons or uh, Kalos like, oh, I'm the only one big enough for this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was double entendre the whole time, and none of the rest of them got it. <laughs> he does explicitly say, "Finally, a mate big enough for me." Yep. This is a horrifying conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Jenny's a star. <laughs> I mean, even Hest was like, that's not Tintaglia. I saw Tintaglia. This bitch is huge. (laughs) We did not stop the conversation. We didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) She's what you call a queen, sir. It still keeps going. The conversation still comes. (laughs) I did my best. She got that lightning. But I think it's funny that he's just like Ice Fire Jr. <laughs> he's 
but his wings are not all like he's just like grumpy he's big black dragon first off he's tight so that's a step in the right direction but yeah i would not compare him to ice fire (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) we're talking about confirmation now okay it's confirmation it's like it's like when you watch Westminster dog shows and they put the little dog up on the table and they check the tail and they check the, you know, all that. That's what Wasabi. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was really cool that, like, so we know Kalo has a lot of memories of when he was Kalaro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take care of you and we're going to cuddle. And it's like, you know, back to the tangle kind of stuff. And Pentagli mm-hmm. is like, oh, this is, you know, this is kind of nice. Yeah. This is not, this is not what dragons do, but this is not bad. Yeah. See, they can evolve. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. And this is without skill. This is without silver. This is without, like, they can do okay on their own. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to be ice fire. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to be Ice Fire. <laughs> ice Fire. I mean, Ice Fire sucks, but also, like, what can you expect out of a dragon that was trapped in ice for that long? And, like, he's got a lot of trauma inside, and he's probably just not emotionally intelligent enough to really express that and work through it. Was he called Ice Fire before he, like, buried himself in a glacier? <laughs> or was that, like, a nickname that he got after? It's actually the name of a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Owned by Guy Fieri. <laughs> because <laughs> like ice fire doesn't seem like a name that a dragon would give themselves it was a different time yeah it's also a little on the nose which is like I, my name is ice fire i'm gonna go bury myself in ice for yeah like, i feel like that had years. to have been cool. like a given name and not his like his og i wonder what it was I feel like he should have burst out of the ice and been like, I am such and such. And then he's too old and jaded. <laughs> he's just like, darting. I'm here. It's like, fine, I'll be ice fire, whatever. I forgot my name. I'm too old. <laughs> it sounded like he was old before he even went into the ice. Yeah, like he's old. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be scared. <laughs> um,. I mean, I'm glad that we have now taken care of the impenetrable boats. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now uh, delivering themselves to Kelsingra so that we will have some nice boats there. Yeah, Extra you know, boats. just like for leisure boating. Just, just a little, little jaunts in the afternoon. For fishing and... Kelsingra yeah. Yacht Club. They're going to start a crew team. <laughs> And according to Rapscal, uh, if you do not enslave yourself as a servant forever to to the dragons, they will eat you. And it's really your choice. I mean, You're not forced at they all. They were given options. Yeah. That's up What does this place smell like? <laughs> Reptiles. Yeah. Snakes. Garter snakes. Garter snakes <laughs> and armpits. The inside of a hamster <laughs> cage. Guaranteed. Yeah. B.O. 
Do Elderlings have perfume magic? Because, like, well, Cleopatra's, like, boat was so perfumed you could smell it from four miles away. So, like, what does this place smell like? They're all about <laughs> boats. But, I mean, there's only, like, five dirty teenagers. Right. They're not dirty anymore because they have the the baths in in Kelsingra, True so. that. Yeah, but they're sleep. They're, Daily they're bathing. bathing in light. Yeah, yeah. So so do the men the, who the, get on the subway, and yet and the dragons are using it first. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. They only smell slightly like garbage <laughs> men. <laughs> Just a little bit. Can they turn the baths on themselves, or they you only can only turn on for dragons? dragons. That's some bullshit. What if you sneak in with your dragon? What if you just gain a lot of weight and then you walk in? <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was little and I was afraid of turning the shower on myself and my mom had to come to me. What were you afraid of? I don't know. I was little. <laughs> she was afeared. It's fine. Getting smacked in the face by the Things... water because that happens to me every day. I guess so. I all right, you can get smacked in the face by the water, but it's okay. Every day. <laughs> See, it's terrifying. I don't, yes. Uh, I just, I'm just a little disappointed in this action scene. I know that Hob can do better. I've seen better in this book. Yeah, in this yeah it was super anticlimactic. It's, you wanted him to go in like fucking rage out and acid spray every one of those last fuckers. And it's like the scene from fucking Game of Thrones. Just go in and light it up with some acid. And then it's like, oh, hey, guys. No, we're going to let you guys live. Just come on back with us. Okay. Hello, I'm Rapscal. You have been... <laughs> You are now servants of the Rapscallion Empire. Hi, Rapscall, I'm dad. <laughs> I I just, yeah, I was really, I was like, yeah, man, I, I picked an awesome chapter. It's going to be drag. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was cute when they were talking about how, like, Mercor was at the, the head of the geese flock, and then he had, like, his three homies from Serpent Life. Those were, like, his... The ones kind of like right, right. Up it was with like, him. yeah, like when you know, it was very fast and furious. Yeah. It was like family, yeah. And then stupid rapscall ruining everything by making Hebe just like fly all over the place. I know. Like, and that landing, <laughs> spraying mud with that landing, like come on, Jesus. And then the way she took off, it was so awkward. Right. And just, you just gotta learn how to like pounce and get up. You can't be doing these weird gross runs just got like <laughs> this lumbering no it's not it but i uh i i do like that Kalos had this uh this chance to find love well he you know because he was just kind of a bastard right mm-hmm. yeah he was always just kind of just like lonely one at the back of the pack that was like he definitely yeah he didn't really have like a buddy whether it was romantic or otherwise i feel like he was always kind of like a right. solo and it's all creature. and he was so big it was like he's definitely been in the been like a serpent longer than the rest of them and it's like it's like maybe he was actually from tintaglia's generation he just never made mm, it up the river true that mm-hmm so 
but yeah, I, I I very much appreciated that she gets she gets the chance to uh, see what a real dragon, a dragon and a gentleman, yeah. <laughs> will uh will do for oh, a lady. I can see the cover. I can see the cover of that book. A dragon and a oh. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> is it two dragons standing on their hind legs and dancing together <laughs> no it's you know he's in a navy uniform and he lifts her up and <laughs> carries her out oh, right right <laughs> my mistake <laughs> and it's about union that's uh, right <laughs> uh, what else happened oh hest <laughs> So I can't I guess... wait for his ass to show up in that town and Elise is going to be like, oh, you're a slave now? Ha ha ha. <laughs> the, the, the delivery system of like getting Hest all the way up to Kelsingrove is it's right. getting a it's, little ridiculous. It, it's, it's like a family circus comic at this point, like little feet marks just all over the fucking place. It's just plane trains and automobiles at this point and like. He just, needs to, he just needs to get there because I'm tired of being embarrassed for him. <laughs> no, I don't want to say you're the most beautiful dragon I've ever seen. Stop that, self. Why are you like this? And Dargan, he just got chomped up like a piece of fucking charcuterie. <laughs> well, your time in the plot is over, chomp. Right? Of course, it's how it always is, too. It's like, oh, and you're gone. Like, the guy with the boat, that whole thing, and the other books. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like, and you're gone. Oh, yeah, that guy. I forgot about him. He, like, seems so competent the whole book, and then his end is, I'm drunk, and I'm yelling at a dragon and throwing knives (laughs) at it. (laughs) And he leaves his... But at least it would, it would have been better in, in the action movie of this. You know how, like, the arm is, like, left on the ground and, like, he, like, wanders away. He doesn't even need the arm. But the arm has got, like, a, you know, it's, like, the middle fingers up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, he went out. I just I want to ask everyone, you don't have to answer now because I don't know if this is kind of a hard question, but like speaking of the, like the action movie version of things, like what is the one scene that all of you would want to see done like in a movie? Um, I, can we have this conversation at, at, on, on the last episode? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Pause it, pin it, think about yep. it. We'll come back. Noted. A scene that actually happens? Or a scene that I wanted to happen. A scene that that actually actually happens. happens. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I got you. But if you have a fantasy scene, Mm. I guess you could also bring that too. I also want to hear that, yeah. One where dragons are not likened to parrots is my first (laughs) go-to action. It's a thing. It's a parrot. It's a parrot. It's a parrot of doom, bitches. Have you ever seen a parrot fly? It's not scary. (laughs) (laughs) they don't go it's just you know it's like it's like there are scary birds like the one that big one that's like seven feet tall that can like do like the the weird grinding noise the shoe bill that's a scary bird Mm -hmm. versus like you know a green parrot that's just flapping from one branch to the next they're kind of frantic when they fly too they don't even yeah it's very like uh... (laughs) it's just not it ain't it. It's not a bird of prey. They're not a raptor per se. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like an owl or something. 
or a hawk. I liked it when the dragons kept getting compared to hawks. You mm -hmm. know, like yeah, that that feels nice and predatory. Uh, is that it for? Sure. <laughs> Chapter. Okay. Alyssa, you're up. Oh, what did I write? <laughs> okay. Chapter fourteen, blood price. It's 7 a.m. and it's time to rise and die. <laughs> Guards arrive at Chasim's door and command that the dragon man go with them. The duke has summoned him and all of his delicious bits. Chasim shows up in an incredible nightgown and a big vase for a smashing on the head. But she shouldn't have bothered because Selden is armed with a tiny little twig and he's prepared to kill. <laughs> like... Like I do to my coworkers when they say don't, they don't want to go into work, Jasim tries to convince them that Selden is the ugliest and sickliest creature that she has ever seen. It doesn't work though. And while they're carrying Selden off to become Sel dinner, oh, <clears throat> ah, you're welcome. <laughs> the guards come up with a really good commercial for Saw, and this might be my favorite quote in the entire book. Quote, Saw, the god that fucks itself. You should not take Saw if you are pregnant, touched by the brain wilds, or operating heavy machinery. Side effects of Saw include dry skin, long hours of seeing, and premature death. After almost forgetting to lock the door behind them, these employees of the year ask Selden if he's contagious. Oh God, oh God, he won't stop coughing. <laughs> they arrive at some kind of Skeksis bedchamber where the Duke demands the blood and gets to drink the blood. And this is the exact opposite of that Lady Dimitrescu scene in Resident Evil. Wow, the Duke and everyone exclaims, he has a lot of blood. <laughs> Selden's feeling faint and bad. Everyone is frowning and we switch to Alec's point of view. He's watching the Duke and thinking, that's nasty. What a nasty boy. <laughs> Good thing we got that much needed perspective. Anyway, the whole point is that the Duke feels better. So Alec probably isn't going to get to inherit Chasim. Uh-oh. The Duke gets palanquined to Chasim's room later and is like, yeah, just keep taking care of my bleedy dragon boy and I'll pamper you both and I'll even give you a room with windows and also make you Lady Duke. How does that sound? And everything you ever did was you passing my genius tests. <laughs> Selden comes to after the Duke leaves and he and Chasim lament their situations. Chasim gives Selden the rundown and says that they both have to stay alive long enough with their bot time to enact a new plan. Selden is like, great. Amazing. What plan is that? Chasim flashes him a winning smile and says, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> then Chasim is like, well, he said you could have whatever you wanted to eat, so what do you want? And it may have been the dragon talking, but Selden responds, quote, a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um... The most important bird news first is that today at my house, a bird finally landed on our windowsill and we have had seeds there for five months and she's a morning dove and she didn't eat any of the bird seed and she only came to poo. <laughs> but the real bird news is Mommy Letters Edition. Hest's mom writes, it's me, your mother. <laughs> 
call me. <laughs> I'll never like your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> was anyone else super nervous that uh, Mr. Duke Tony was going to be like, you, my daughter, let's get married and have babies? I, yep. What? Yep. No, no, that not did not, not cross my mind. mind. Oh, my God. Um, that I was, was wow. Not on my radar. <laughs> there was three sentences where I was like, ha, don't do it. Don't do Ash, it, huh? let's let's go have a drink together separately. <laughs> not, yeah, that was not oh, something that came to mind. Too much Game of Thrones, I guess. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I, I'll admit I was worried for a second there. It did mm-hmm. not cross my mind. I feel great. I had a lot of blood. Hey, daughter. I just, mm. the whole thing of like, you did such a good job of taking care of this person. Like, he's still sick as all fuck. All she's been doing is, like, kind of helping him eat and playing tradesies, like, swapping their lunch snacks. And then he's like, <laughs> and not poisoning you've done him. such an amazing job. It's like, okay. Well, apparently the, the medical care in Chalced is really fucking bad. Um, that, you know, minimal basic wound wrapping and feeding is just general cleanliness nursing care par excellence and they take him into the duke's room to get vampire sucked and it's they say that he's surrounded by healers like the duke is surrounded by healers at the bed i'm like y'all couldn't have sent one of them bitches over to help clean him up right no no they're busy he can't they're all charlatans instead he drinks like grody fucking infection blood like that's nasty (laughs) good also yes it's it's nasty. within the last week i read all three books of the um from blood and ash series and so while oh. he's having his wrist <laughs> sucked dry of blood that's like all i'm thinking of i'm like okay this is gonna this is gonna get a little kinky Ooh, this, is gonna, this is gonna get this is gonna get interesting i just want to know you know out of out of all of the non so again i have issues with hobbs lack of fantasy animals because there's really only one fantasy animal some animals are gross other animals aren't good enough because they're not make-believe enough i mean like what do you want from the world rachel (laughs) (laughs) but then it's like we've got some like weird vampire shit going on i mean what really will happen to you again oh you can't become an elderling unless you meet up with a dragon can you or can you just suck the blood of someone who's an elderling and become one we don't know that he's becoming an elderling. All we know is that he was feeling a little sassy for a couple of hours. If you can live in a tree in the for iron. two years and become like half an elderling, I'm pretty sure draining an elderling down a couple times is probably going to do something. But an elderling is getting his power from dragon and silver. Who's to say that like that same power silver. is passed from an elderling to a plebe? Like, I think he's just getting a little buzz. I think it's just like a little... A little baby upper, and that's it. <laughs> He's skilled drunk. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then he'll get the itis afterwards, it and it'll he'll be he'll be back <laughs> to his usual self. Wonder what it would. So clearly, the Duke of Chalcid does not have the skill. Wonder what it would happen to someone who did have. the I don't skill. even think he knows what the skill is, let alone have it. Right. I also like when he was like, there has not been a late a lady duke in a long time, and like, but there were. 
There were Lady Dukes. They were murdered before you called yourself. They were in Duke. office for four days. <laughs> Chelsea didn't always suck. Good to know. Um, Alyssa, I, do I don't know let if you it's. Know. Oh, uh, oh get, no, you go ahead. Oh no, mine is mine is not. It's, there's no point to what I'm going to say. So you oh, you, go for you it. know. But I've now got I'm no interested. So. You know I've got no point. Uh, what do we do? Know it. I was just, just going to let you know that I felt personally attacked by the use of the word palanquined because I kept fucking that word up whenever I would try to say it previously. <laughs> <laughs> You're a goddamn show off. Uh, I, I just know it because I, I do it for my hedgehog. So I palanquined her. That's the only Aww. way I know. Um, I... I've totally forgotten what I was gonna say. See, it's okay. I told you to It was gar. It was no. It was garbage. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh no, I remember it. Um, so I don't know if this has anything to do with the just like the geopolitical skillness of Chalced, but um, I thought it was interesting that Hest noticed that. Uh. The, the Chalcidian lords were not, they they were like totally under the skill thumb of the dragons. And a lot of the slaves were kind of like breaking out of the spell like he was. Hmm. Oh, because they were from elsewhere. Does that mean they have more or less of the skill? Mm. Well, Thymara is mostly not afflicted when Centara tries to influence her and I would probably argue that she's got more of it than most people because she was able to communicate with the dragons and hear them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean maybe I'm wrong maybe it's the exact opposite I'm just saying I feel like sometimes when dragons talk no matter how loud people can't hear them and that means like they are is that what it means like, I, I, I have a I personal know. theory that it means something else so withholding. What is that personal theory? Oh God. Okay. I'm just I'm is just always trying thing? to draw comparisons where I see it, and I know that it, like the Chalcedians are like the Slytherins of this story, but <laughs> I I think it's interesting that they declared war in the past on like all things skill and the dragons. Well, and... yeah, which makes you think what happened in the past that they have forgotten. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, I mean, Tintagli was like, I know your language. I know where you live. I'm going to go find you and I'm going to get rid of you and all of your and all of your children, too. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, oh, did that happen once before? Is that why they hate you? Well, I mean, they did say something before about them destroying all the skill stones. Um, and then well, yeah, because they're th sitting in the, the the throne room for uh, the right, which means like, the, did the they dude. have a skill well, and were they waged a p war upon by dragons for for the shit that you know, like, did they renounce them because they were at war with? Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Is also that why they're could they like, their whole break? like it could all it it explains why it's such like a broken map and why they don't have a lot of like ancestral memory of like where they came from or how any of this stuff works because they were it's like what is this calamity i more and more i'm thinking it was not a natural disaster it was really 
there was a natural disaster, but it was really fucked up before then. And there was a very large war. Did they, like, break up the skill stone and, like, get the silver out of it and, like, melt it down? Right? They just make, like, a sand and just, like, chew it? That's I know, because they talk about how it's, like, in the stone and it's in the sand, but then they need the liquid for them. And I'm like, can't you guys just, like, hoover down some sand and then purge? I don't know. If you grind up the skill stone, is that, like, Tony's? You just, like, put that on your fries? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or like spit is in Kelsinger like eating chairs and stuff he's just, like... he's just licking the walls yeah as one does is that a flame jewel I ate four <laughs> alright well do we have predictions or any anything we want to talk about predictions I'm going to be disappointed out? with the ending of this book <laughs> <laughs> Some good stuff happens. Yeah, uh, it's very it ain't done. By. It ain't done. Okay, every episode prompts this be my crew character introductions and exits. <laughs> Bye, Dean. Hel- Hello, Lord Dargan. Goodbye, Lord Dargan. It's been nice. Bye, Chalcedian. Bye, bye. Perhaps. anybody think it was very it was like poetic that you know he was giving people chopped off hands as like their scary gifts and then his hand hand was just left behind yeah yeah now that was a good like last scene Mm -hmm. you know to credits like that would have been a yeah uh shady business adventures who is being shady everybody the whole silver thing is shady Spit is definitely being shady. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Duke and Elec are both definitely being shady. Mm-hmm. Hest, I mean, he can't help it. He can't be treated. He... He's he's. Did he's Hest stop being shady himself. this time? No, no, he's always shady. Yeah. I definitely. I mean, yeah, I guess he he stole he stole that blanket, but I, I kind of was rooting for him to be shady this time. <laughs> <laughs> right? He wasn't shady shadier. enough. Like shady motherfucker stole some through. bacon. I stole some bacon. <laughs> like, he's just giggling to himself maniacally. <laughs> I do think that Alec will be dead by the end of this book for sure. I sure I fucking hope so. Yeah. What a tangle. What are the dragons doing? Being parrots. <laughs> They're cuddling. They're cuddling. Cuddling. They're snoogling. Uh, and also uh, forcing their keepers to build a big well and get some silver. Mm-hmm. Against. Against. Do it. Do it or I'll kill you. We'll never let you sleep again. We'll just, every five minutes, just every time you start to drift off to sleep, we'll just shout silver in your mind. <laughs> until you find us the fucking silver! Just throw, just throw silverware at them. Pots and pans. Just. Uh, next up is boats. Why are they great? Well, Ophelia was mentioned. so She's oh, great because she's sexy. She's yeah. great. She knows all the good gosh. She opens all the mail. That's see, there is no mail. There's no <laughs> mail conspiracy. It's just Ophelia. 
the only the only way she was she agreed to uh take the letter on on board was if um Captain Tanera opened it and read it to her. <laughs> yeah, with voices. With voices. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think it was old Captain Tanera or was this Greg? I feel like it was Greg. Greg. Yeah. Did. Did did something happen to old Captain Tanera in the other books? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I think no. he's fine. It's just been but he's an older seven man years. He des- yeah, he deserves to retire. To retire, and Greg has that hot three ships girl that he married that he's got to you know yeah. provide, provide for with all them babies. Uh, dismantling the patriarchy, badassery, animal husbandry, and expired fashions from Jamelia. Well, today's hot fashions include your accessory vase for bludgeoning people. Mm-hmm. Deadly sticks. Don't forget those. Deadly sticks. Uh, soft-soled leather boots in brown because anything other than brown is too ostentatious. Oh. <laughs> hmm cool blue knives because oh, knives can yeah. come in blue they can be blue steel and that's okay yeah i was like is it a ceramic knife maybe because it, it doesn't have to be like sharpened yeah, yeah. you have to sharpen ceramic knives I don't and know. capes that double as beds right <laughs> <laughs> they keep the damp in uh oh <laughs> Reminder for our next reading section, it's going to be book four, Blood of Dragons, chapters 15 through 19. Still not the end. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail. Let us know if we can read your email on air, maybe. I'm Rachel. You can find me all over the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa, and also all over the internet. Nope, nope, nope. Three glasses of champagne, alyssamainer.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Jenny and you can find me at Faceless Fray on Instagram I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay I'm Ashley and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker I'm Elena at Moff Elena Alright, crew for spoiler talk let's do this Spool it up, bitches Bye, <laughs> I'm out spoiler crew hello <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's the wit jenny what i think that people who can't hear the dragons don't have the wit oh or don't have like any shred of the wit like they don't have the wit they don't have the skill they're like complete like there's just no way in they're like dead <laughs> dead inside <laughs> they can just do math like normal people <laughs> My my realization about the silver marks and saying that it was like Amber or the Fool was their dragon made me think about the thing in the final trilogy where they're so insistent that Fitz was claimed by a dragon mm-hmm. and it's Verity because Verity yep. had the skill on his hands and touched things. Yep. Yep.
And also occupied his body. Yes, there was that. We're ignoring that. (laughs) (laughs) For one wondrous night. (laughs) Yeah, Elena, you don't know about that, do you? (laughs) Do you know about this, Elena? The body swap sex scene? No. (laughs) But I'm never going to read the book, so I mean. All right, well. It's a spoiler uh, away. Many earmuffs. Many books ago, once upon a time, <laughs> in a far off quarry, in a far off quarry, they finally find Prince Verity, who had originally gone off to find the elderlings and ask for help in their war, uh, finds out there are no elderlings. There's just a quarry for, full of these wondrous rocks, and he spends the whole time carving a dragon. And by the time they find him, he's like you know as if he's 20 years older and he's covered in skill and he can't be like touched and queen katrickin uh is like but you're my husband and i love you and we have to have a baby and so he with very dubious (laughs) consent uh claims fitz's body for the night fitz has to be in his body and then does his duty with his wife so the prince of the realm is fitz's body child <laughs> mm. okay they would say it's weird sounds yeah. weird and then directly after that when he gets his body back he goes and has sex with this minstrel by the river we don't and think was... about that <laughs> wait this is what fitz does yes. yeah oh. like okay. does he bathe first i can't remember i think this was a talking point of whether or not there was a bath between <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. I'm not here. <laughs> not here. Still got them earmuffs on. It's all good. Yep. Yep. So that happens. Uh, so, yes. Uh, what else were we going to talk about? We covered the end of this. Did anybody have a chance to read more scenes from the last trilogy in terms of what's happening i mean i went and read all the stuff where i found out who all had kids and <laughs> that made me happy except for the fact that they're all like half dead but yeah right i think it's all bullshit it's, it's except for a... except for scrim who apparently is the most attentive dragon in the entire world and just like plays with his little toddler all the time which is cute but it is cute i feel like they need to but I did I, like that I did like that Jer just like had another baby and was like I don't want this I don't want go, Carson and Cedric have a child yeah wow what a <laughs> she's really dedicated to that uh, con- um, courtesan life isn't she <laughs> yeah yeah that's how that's how uh, yeah they have a kid but they there's this whole scene and since you're not going to read it I don't mind telling you about it uh Fitz does end up in Kelsingra and many of our characters are many of our characters are still having issues with their dragons not uh ma- giving them enough maintenance. <laughs> they the gave them permission slips to breed, but then they didn't do their upkeep. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm. And for various reasons, Fitz is able to help them. Hmm. Which is skill. 
but like was it who is it is it, it tats and thymara's kid that like can't walk or can't breathe yeah or oh something God. like that yeah or it's, yeah well, somebody's like her, her feet are her feet are messed up yeah she can't. yeah they're like backwards or something yeah fuck what the fuck but i think when he goes to like heal her she's like this is what i see myself as and he's like okay i will make you that yeah, he just can override. It's like, that's why I'm like, Mercor is full of shit. <laughs> because <laughs> Fitz can just show up and be like, wow, you guys well, are I mean, fucked. It's, it's like the dragons are not one size fits all, but Fitz is one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Right? He's Except the Kuz- he's... Kuzat's Hatterack of, <laughs> of elderling change. He's like this, this skeleton key. Um... But yeah, then then he just like passes out practically, and the fool is like, "We have to stop this." Yeah, it's like the Fitz Clinic is now closed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even Fron, I think Fron is the one that is it. Fron that like can't breathe. Needs, yeah, like, Fron shows dose. up to to dinner, and he's like, <sighs> <laughs> and he like can't eat anything, and Fitz is like hello, child, and then, like, touches him and is like, I can't help but heal you. And they're all like, what are you doing? And then Franz like, this is the best thing ever. I can breathe. I can eat somebody. Get me food. Yeah, it's, it's, so that's why I'm like, this whole idea that, like, you're bound to a certain dragon is just social. Yeah. But social also this, construct. this section of the last trilogy is why I hate dragons. Mm. Because I was just really upset at the fact that they just left and didn't care about these children and they were all just, like, dying. Yeah. Let them babies come out all fucked up and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you are radiation and if you've claimed these people, you have to... Because I didn't didn't get... Because I didn't read, you know, Live Ship or this quartet, you know, I didn't have... The only, like, dragon stuff I got was the Tintaglian Icefire stuff, and so I, I didn't really have a handle on dragons, and so when I read this, I was like, mm-hmm. dragons suck. <laughs> yeah. I think I had read Live Ship by the time I read the last trilogy, but I definitely hadn't read the, these books. Yeah, you had, because you were like, you don't know who these people are, and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I will, I will say as far as <laughs> Paragon thing is great. Um, <laughs> I will say as far as Rap School goes, it's like, I... I remember really not liking him in this last trilogy, and I was like, he's really annoying and terrible, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, I like him. Why did he become so terrible later? And I was like, oh, now I get it. Ah, uh, yeah. It is really yeah. tough, because it's like his friends, it's like they, they, they talk about kind of doing an intervention, where they're like, we have to, like, we gotta stop he's doing this, man. too far and, gone. And then they're like, well, I guess, all right, go become someone else i guess but you're still our friend (laughs) we support you in your mind control (laughs) yeah i don't know like that that whole that whole thing is so weird because it's like he's it seems like he knows what he's doing it sort of seems like he's okay with it it's very weird it, I mean, it sort of seems like Rapscal decides to commit ego suicide and subsume himself in Teletor, but um, I don't know. Like, Teletor is not a role model. He's a fucking dickhead. I, right, like, and I think that they're right when they say, is it our job to continue on the lives of other people? Like, yeah, it's not. We should live our no. own life. Thymara's right. Yeah. I, I mean, I personally think she's right. I don't. 
I mean, like, they should take the the knowledge from those stones, but they shouldn't adopt other people's personalities. Right, yeah, exactly. And, um... I don't know, it just, it's, it, it, it almost, I don't, like, I, I don't know, I can't decide if it's just, you know, somebody kind of playing, like, psychological dress-up, or if it's, like, some weird, you know, hungry ghost of Teletor, like, reaching out from the, beyond the grave. It's very strange. Feels more like a computer program override. Yeah. I, I feel like he is like structurally in the narrative supposed to be there to give people a touch point with the old world and with the dangers of skill magic and you know he's he's a he's a cautionary trail tale oh my god cautionary tale both against what these unknown events that happened in the past that created you know that that stopped a whole culture a whole city, mm-hmm. a whole technology, a whole species. You know, the dragons died out, I think, because they were murdered. They were hunted down and killed. And mm-hmm. also because they couldn't maintain their power because they were running out of this finite resource that now they seem to desperately need. It's like they need to know that because they can't just throw themselves at Kelsingra and say, we're just going to rebuild Kelsingra. We're going to do the Elderling thing and it's going to be the same and great, just like it used to be. And Right. You know, Brafskell is an example of like, no, no, these guys had bad, bad tendencies and they're being a little too tolerant of it. But I mean, I feel like Brafskell could be helped, but at the point they are in that story. Yes. Yeah. By the time we get to the last trilogy, I think he's way too far. Yeah, no, he's gone. (laughs) Yeah. There's like a bit where he talks about Hebe where he kind of like feels like rap school again and then it just goes away yeah and it's sad well that and he doesn't get he's not gonna get amarinda so he's just gonna be lonely <laughs> i just feel bad for him yeah yeah he's got hebe at least if he downloaded amarinda's memories into somebody else could he then be happy oh sure that sounds like a great plan <laughs> <laughs> all right well i got nothing else we good yeah. yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.